As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. I'd like to start today's show with a shout out to our show sponsor, Jane. Jane is a practice management software with a fully integrated PCI compliant payment solution called Jane Payments, designed to manage all of your payment needs. The team at Jane knows that every practice is unique, and that means your payment needs are unique too. With that in mind, the team at Jane has created a payment personality quiz to identify how Jane Payments can help you save time and get paid faster. It only takes a few minutes to fill out and the results of the quiz will help you decide whether online payments are the way to go or if a terminal is helpful for you based on how you practice. We use Jane Payments for all of our transactions here at Vancouver Wellness Studio and it has made our workflow so much easier so we can focus on what matters most, our patient care. You can take the quiz at jane.app slash payments. Don't forget, listeners can use the code wellness1mo at jane.app slash start for a one month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back everyone to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Anna O'Brien and Jim Pascarella. Anna and Jim, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks. you so much, great to be here. Let's start with you introducing yourselves. Who are you and what's your role within the wellness center industry? Yeah, so um, again, my name is Anna O'Brien. I am a licensed professional counselor and board certified art therapist in the Philadelphia suburbs. Um, So I, of course, have entered this world as a therapist. We worked in a hospital setting, then group, and then I started my own practice. And from that, that's kind of how I met Jim um, was he at he was uh, helping to start a affordable wellness practitioner space that I was using some space out of during the pandemic, just for quiet place away from my uh, rowdy small children at that time for telehealth. And and so I met Jim and we kind of started brainstorming about ways to use unused space as things were starting to open up. And that the rest is kind of history with that. We've now kind of have a two, um, really neat communities that we help run um, with all sorts of different wellness practitioners. Jim, do you want to jump in? Sure. So I'm Jim Pascarella, Anna's business partner in the Be Well Private Practice Communities. And as Anna has suggested, we we got to working with one another uh, in the context of landlord and tenant in a wellness center that was started on the campus of, of a church that I belong to. And this this uh, wellness center got its seed in 2018, 2019, and we opened the building in 2019 after a renovation that was four months before a, a government ordered shutdown of the building. And so it was an interesting time to start this micro business 
and so, uh, but we, we found that the, the group of collaborative wellness practitioners throughout the building representing different, uh, approaches and modalities were terrific tenants and really got along really well. And so as it won't be a surprise to the listeners of this podcast, it's a terrific segment of uh, tenants to, to serve. And so we, we really enjoyed that process. And in our work, we, we found ways to serve practitioners in really unique ways within the therapy space in particular, of which Anna's being a therapist who's keenly aware of their needs. Uh, my background is leveraged uh, by, so I, I've got a, a background in commercial real estate in the Philadelphia region and was actively interested in ways in which uh, smaller tenants can utilize shared space on a flexible basis. And some call this shared model flexible co-working in an office environment. People might call it co-working. And, um, and so it's been interesting to see that come to life uh, with a specialty towards therapists. Sounds amazing. So every business, you know, has a need or solves a problem. It sounds like your business started one way. And I'm curious, kind of the trajectory through the pandemic and then present day, what need do you feel like your business is filling at this point in time? So a lot of our, the people who are members with us are therapists, though, you know, at the initial space that we have started, there's a lot of other um, practitioners within the space as well. Massage therapy, Reiki, um, some cranial sacral therapy, yoga, some really interesting things happening there. Um, and then we have a few offices that are predominantly, they're set up more for um therapy or four offices in that space, particularly that are set up for therapy or occupational therapy, speech therapy, dietitians. It's more kind of a meeting space. And then our second location is, you know, all those used spaces, um, the office spaces that people are members of. So the need that it's, it helps serve is one that has really been created, I think, from the pandemic, where a lot of clinicians now do not need a traditional lease. So, in fact, they're shy. They're a little bit shy about signing one because of how much things have changed and the fear of what happens if there was another, another shutdown, another pandemic. So what we're trying to do is help clinicians such as myself who are hybrid, who practice telehealth and in person and don't need as much in-person space. So maybe they're able to do from their home office a lot of their telehealth um, and they only need some hours during the week to see people in person or perhaps they're starting their business and the overhead of an expensive lease is too much, or perhaps they are really enjoying the financial side of being in private practice, but they're missing the community side uh, and the built-in referrals of being within a community of practitioners. So we're trying to meet that need of um, people who really want to create their own schedule. They don't want to be locked in and sublet just one day a week, and they can really pick and choose their schedule and enjoy the benefits of community while having the autonomy of growing their private practice. So as far as the structure goes, what are the options, right? Are there options for providers to rent kind of by the hour, by the day, by the month, by the year? How does, how is it set up? 
Yeah, so there are a myriad of options throughout the building. If we're talking about the wellness center that we've created our first location in, it runs anything from multi-month leases to the ability within, for example, the space that we have dedicated for flexible shared use by therapists. It's available down to the hourly unit. And so what makes it fantastic, the value proposition for our customer member is that they get to only be paying for office space use when they're actually billing time as a practitioner, right? And so we really built our pricing around the model of making sure that the amount that they're paying for their office use does not exceed a certain percentage of what their hourly rate is. And so that makes it a really strong value proposition for them in their private practice. And what the way that we are able to do that it's only enabled because of fantastic software that allows us to do it. There's no way around administering the people side and the management of space without having the right software. And so we've been uh, heavy believers from day one that we get the right software solution in place. We can best serve customers by offering it down to that hourly basis. And so our members get the ability to go on to our own custom app and they can select the space that works best for their needs for that particular client that they're going to have. And they're able to reserve that in a self-service model. And they use an allocation of hours that they purchase. So they can pre-purchase hours. They purchase them in 20-hour increments is what we found works really well. And they can, if they run over and they've got a really busy month and they're meeting a lot of people in person and they need an office more frequently, then we're happy to deliver that to them. Right, because that means they're doing well, and, and we do well when they do well. So uh, it's really liberated them from having to have a fixed lease with all the costs that are involved in that. And now they're able to plug and play, join us the day after they tour, and start meeting clients right away. And it's been a fantastic experience for them. And um, it, I, I, uh, I think one of the things that we have learn as we've grown into our second location is how to do marketing effectively. And uh, we were sort of blessed to not have to learn some of the trials and tribulations of what works from a marketing perspective because right out of the gate, we found that our best marketing source were members referring other members. And that, that's been terrific to building community. It's also a good testament that the value that people are receiving, they feel really good about it to where they're willing to tell their colleagues and uh, and that's been that's been a terrific thing to see so why did you choose this model and not a group practice where you're hiring clinicians or hiring other modalities really there's a, there's kind of a lot of reasons for that one is running a group practice I have several friends who do that it's a lot of work and there's a lot of overhead involved with that. There's a lot of managing of people. And sometimes it really cannot be as profitable as other people may think it is when you get into it. And lots of headaches are involved. You're also managing people's business. Like you're managing their EHR software that they use and you're, you're making protocols. What's really beautiful about this model is that it is profitable and that we are able to... Um, since we have a lot of members and in ways it's kind of like a gym where, you know, some people might sign up for hours, but really be predominantly using it for an office for emergency appointments or for um, mailing address reasons. So we're able to um, profit off of that. 
um, we're able to really help build value for our members by having this amazing referral resource. And that goes beyond just the therapist, because in our space where we have a lot of massage therapists and yoga, a lot of times, you know, the things we're talking about in therapy are methods of self-care. So it's so beautiful to have someone kind of come out of a therapy session and be like, oh, look, I should book a massage uh, that the masseuse uh, down the hall, or maybe I'll start taking a yoga class because that's something we talked about in session is how to get more active or practice meditation. So it really is very um, symbiotic in nature. Um, and it allows us to stay out of the nitty gritty and the not so fun parts of um, running a business while really enjoying like having people having a bustling community and then creating beautiful space. So that's another big part of what separates us out is when you come in, you don't feel like you're in a doctor's office. You kind of feel like you're like in an anthropology uh showroom. It's very pretty and it's very welcoming and people feel like they're actually in a space for self-care, not in a clinical, cold, sterile environment. Amazing. Aesthetics are a huge part of people's wellness experience. Uh, So kudos to you on that. And let's talk about lessons learned a little bit. You spoke a little before about lessons learned in marketing and in this field, it's what we see it's what we've always seen and what we always will see. Word of mouth is the most effective uh, referral base for this field. And But what else have you learned along this journey as you expand? Oh, my go- goodness. So much. This past uh, couple years of growth, we have tried a lot of things. And we're lucky that we've had an, a business that is very flexible and we're able to adapt. I'd love to hear Jim's take on this as well. But one thing that I'm noticing is just like some some recurring patterns in in the needs of clinicians um, and what they find value in. So yeah, that that flexibility, you know, you go into you, a lot of times when you work as a therapist, you are used to being underpaid for a long part of your career and you're paying off student loans. So you get to private practice and you really want to have a nice income for yourself. You want to have flexibility. So it's nice to be able to offer that. And like we've learned a lot about creative ways um, to offer that as Jim was speaking, kind of having different tiers of membership in terms of the amount of hours that people want, allowing people to create recurring appointments. So if they know Tuesday mornings, nine to 12, I don't want to have to worry about booking. I'm there every Tuesday morning, nine to 12. I can do that. But then that week in the summer where I'm out of town and I want to shift things around, I still have Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays or whatever it is to um, make up those times. And I'm not boxed out of that. That's, um, you know, learning how to do that has has really been helpful and um, and we're grateful for the opportunity. Jim, what would you say though? Yeah, the lesson learned is to leave lots of room for trial and error. So we believe in trying to make best use of best practices and learn from people who have done things while we weren't able to find anybody who's done specifically what we've done. We found examples early in the going of groups that had successfully found their way towards towards uh, you know filling up their space the right way with with and really performing on their business plan and so we tried to learn a lot from those individuals and and some of what you would learn the things that worked for them we would try with a lot of excitement paid ads for example right on social media uh, folks in the in the shared office space environment were all the rage about paid ads on on Google and Facebook and and we tried that to zero success, right? And and so 
Uh, and maybe it's because we're deeper in the, in the specialized like niche category of our target customer. And so we, we learned from that and we, we went old school and we went with postcards to people who are licensed by the state. Well, it's, as it turns out, many states will sell lists of licensees to continuing ed providers and the like. And, and so because we were so zeroed in on who we we're looking for, we were able to access them in a very impactful way. And months later, people carry in their postcard and say, well, I held on to this, but now that I'm out of a lease, uh, I, 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 I wanted to show up and it's been on my list to do that. So that trial and error piece is, is really important. Um, one of the other lessons that we learn, and I think we carry this into our next one because we, it's just a recently learned lesson is one of scale that the size of buildings we go into and, and our business model is geared towards a certain size that's on the smaller end of things. And as we want to take advantage of growing into uh, other markets that we can serve, we are looking to grow that footprint a little bit and serve not only mental health therapists, but other neighboring uh, practices as well. And so that's, that's a, that's a, that's one where we've learned. And uh, we do this trial and error while we're small. And that way, as we grow and we get bigger, uh, the problems aren't so hard to undo, right? Um, so it's about flexibility, and and uh, that's that's those are some of the lessons that we've learned early in our going here. What are you working on right now? What what's exciting you at the moment? Yeah, I'm really excited to just see this work, and um, I, obviously, being in the helping profession, it feels so good to help other clinicians and also to help those massage therapists and uh, services that really uh, sync up well with therapy. So it's just so neat, especially having started a small business and knowing how terrifying it is to help small business. And we're excited about ways to do that. I think um, you know. Jim and I both are big into the growth mindset of, you know, you, as you grow, you learn, you get better and that's, you stick it out. And um, from our two years of experience doing this, we have learned so much and we're excited to share that information um, and see if there are ways in which we can really like help this model spread because it really does work. And uh, we think we're onto something pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. You're filling a need uh, that is everywhere. And I've seen a couple of, we're on different sides of the country. Um, mm -hmm. But in our area, we have one place similar in our town and therapists, and it's really focused on therapists in particular, um, but they love it. It's a really wonderful resource for our town. So I think you're yeah. filling a need and I'm excited to see where you all go next. It sounds like you have a special giveaway for our listeners. Do you want to tell everyone about your free webinar? Yeah. So Jim, I'll let you explain that. One thing that we wanted to say that we're so excited, Kendall, to talk to you and the other people um, who are following you is that this is such a cool model to integrate within a wellness community. So right now there are, you know, therapist practices or just wellness practices. I think if you don't have a therapy background and you know wellness, you might be overwhelmed by the therapy side of things. So that's kind of what we're looking at is like how to kind of inform people who maybe already have an existing wellness practice or are considering starting one that, you know, maybe Maybe they have massage therapy or PT and they're considering like, how do I, how do I approach this, the therapy side or approach you know, the emotional well-being? We kind of have some ideas for that. And, and that's what we're getting. We're excited to share with everybody. Jim, you want to jump in on that one? Yeah, we've, we've created a, a toolkit 
uh, and it starts with a webinar where, where we're sharing the top five must-haves for flexible therapy offices in wellness centers. It uh, really is the, the ideal setting in order to offer specialized, uh, flexible-use shared model for therapy offices. And in it, we run through physical configuration, privacy considerations, compatibility from, from an existing member's perspective uh, about welcoming in therapists on a shared model, uh, financial considerations and marketing. So we run the gamut through a whole series of checklists to say that if, if you've checked yes to having most or all of these attributes at your wellness center, that we think it makes a lot of sense to look at incorporating this model into the center that you, you're either planning or, or that you've uh, created. Well, it sounds like an amazing resource. Thank you all for sharing that with the listeners. Uh, and if people want to take advantage of that or find you, how do they do that? Yeah, you can navigate to therapyofficeguide.com and uh, all the resources are right there at your fingertips. Anna, Jim, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Kendall. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.